0: You, I don't have to be wanted by you. This is a First Amendment right on public square fucking mouth shut. No, I'm not gonna keep my mouth shut to, like, well What do you down. have to you say? Guys then stop you, then then you, you, fucking, you guys can stop shit, engaging me at any point You guys can completely stop engaging me This guy's a clown, you have a choice you're a clown, too. your audience yeah. are clowns, they're That's all cool. fucking clowns no Bunch of fucking I have a little, bit. Not huge. little baby, diaper babies You're all a bunch of fucking clowns, fuck you, fuck this guy It's okay Welcome, everybody, to America Unhinged Radio. I am your host, the Cosmic Rotter. Please hit that like button, that comment, that share, subscribe. We're going to try to keep this story super short. Everybody today was waiting for Elon Musk to break the big story, but he ended off to Matt Taibbi, which is a super smart move. There's probably um, numerous reasons behind that. If you're listening on America Unhinged Podcast, please leave a five-star review. Please download the episode. And let's get to the Twitter thread. I'm going to try to read as much of it as I can, you know, before... Um, before the fights start, let's just go ahead and get right into it. Thread, the Twitter files. What you're about to read is the first installment in the series based upon thousands of internal documents obtained by sources at Twitter. The Twitter files tell an incredible story from inside one of the world's largest and most influential social media platforms. It is a Frankensteinian tale of a human-built mechanism grown out the control of its designer. Twitter, in its conception was a brilliant tool for enabling instant mass communication, making a true real-time global conversation possible for the first time. In an early conception, Twitter more than lived up to its mission statement, giving people, quote, the power to create and share ideas and information instantly without barriers, unquote. As time progressed, however, the company was slowly forced to add those barriers. Some of the first tools for controlling speech were designed to combat the likes of spam and financial fraudsters. Slowly, over time, Twitter staff and executives began to find more and more uses for these tools. Outsiders began petitioning the company to manipulate speech as well. First a little, then more often, then constantly. By 2020, requests from connected actors to delete tweets were routine. One executive would write to another, more to review from the Biden team. The reply would come back, quote, handled. Here's a screenshot right here. Number nine on this thread. Celebrities and unknowns alike could be removed or reviewed at the behest of a political party. Right here, you can see. Let's see what it says. I grabbed the first one under SI, defer to safety on the high profile second one. Additional report from DNC. Obviously, they named two Twitter threads James Woods. I don't know who Stephen Lujan is, but that's kind of interesting. Number 10, both parties had access to these tools. For instance, in 2020, requests from both the Trump White House and the Biden campaign were received and honored. However, the system wasn't balanced. It was based on contacts. Because Twitter was and is overwhelmingly staffed by people of one political orientation, there were more channels, more ways to complain, open to the left, well, Democrats, than the right. Oversecrets.org. here is a picture from this. Contributions by party of recipients, $185,000 in 2022 cycle to Democrats, uh, no, $185,000 total, $165,000 to Democrats, which is 99.7% of the money, 451 dollars to Republicans, the rest we don't know, right? You can see the breakdowns right there. Let's get to the next uh, tweet. The resulting slant in content moderation decisions is visible in the documents you are about to read. However, it's also the assessment of multiple current and former high-level executives. Okay, the Twitter files, part one. How and why Twitter blocked the Hunter Biden story. On October 14th, 2020, the New York Post published Biden's secret emails an expose based on the contents of Hunter Biden's abandoned laptop. Twitter took extraordinary steps to suppress the story, removing links and posting Warnings that it may be unsafe. They have blocked his transmission via direct message. A tool hitherto reserved for extreme cases, e.g. child pornography. White House spokeswoman Kayleigh McEnany was locked out of her account for tweeting about the story, prompting a furious letter from Trump campaign staffer Mike Hahn, who seethed, at least pretend to care for the next 20 days. Let's go ahead and read it. Kayleigh McEnany has been locked out from her account for simply talking about the New York Post story. All she did was cite the story and firsthand reporting that has been reported by other outlets and not disputed by the Biden campaign. I need an answer immediately on when slash how she will be unblocked. I also don't appreciate how nobody on this team called me regarding the news that she'll be censoring news articles. Like I said, at least pretend to care for the next 20 days. This led public policy executive Carolyn Strom to send out a polite what the fuck query. Several employees noted that there was tension between the comms policy teams who had little less control over moderation, and the safety trust teams. Hi, team. Are you able to take a closer look here? Thank you. Nat Taibbi, 21. Strom's note returned the answer that the laptop story had been removed for violation of the company's hacked materials policy. Although several sources recalled hearing about a, quote, general warning from federal law enforcement that summer about possible foreign hacks, there's no evidence that I've seen of any government involvement in the Laptop story. In fact, that may have been the problem. <laughs> the decision was made, the highest levels of the company, but without the knowledge of CEO Jack Dorsey. With former head of legal policy and trust Vijaya Gade playing a key role. This is crucial, people. Quote, they just freelanced it, unquote. It's how one former employee characterized the decision. Quote, hacking was the excuse, but within a few hours, pretty much everyone realized that wasn't going to hold but no one had the guts to reverse it, unquote there. You can see the confusion in the following lengthy exchange, which ends up including Gade and former Trusted Safety Chief Yol Roth. Comms official Trenton Kennedy writes, I'm struggling to understand the policy basis for marking this as unsafe. Let's see. Trenton Kennedy, I'm struggling to understand the policy basis for marking this as unsafe, and I think the best explainability argument for this externally would be that we're waiting to understand if this story is the result of hacked materials. We'll face hard questions on this if we don't have some kind of solid reasoning for marking the link unsafe. McKay Rosenborough will also mark similar stories as unsafe. By this point, everyone knew this was fucked, said one former employee, but the response was essentially to err on the side of continuing to err. Yol Roth, the policy basis is hacked materials, though, as discussed, this is an emerging situation where the facts remain unclear. Given the severe risks here and lessons of 2016, we're erring on the side of including a warning and preventing this content from being amplified. BJ, what is the warning that will come up? Yol, new, when you click the link, you'll see the generic unsafe URL message references spam, malware, and violations of the Twitter rules. Not ideal, but it's the only thing we have. Ian Plunkett, whatever we do in the comms, this will become a biased claim for Jack pre-hearing immediately. Let's make it clear we're proactively but cautiously interpreting this through the lens of our hacked materials policy and allowing the link with the warning a significant reduction of spread. If you guys have any comments right now, go ahead and chime in. Former VP of Global Comms, Brandon Borman asks, can we truthfully claim that this is part of the policy? To which former deputy counsel, Jim Baker again, seems to advise staying the non-course because caution is warranted. I support the conclusion that we need more facts to assess whether the materials were hacked. At this stage, however, it is reasonable for us to assume they may have been hacked, and that caution is warranted. There are some facts that indicate the materials may have been hacked while uh, there are others indicating the computer was either abandoned and or the owner consented to allow the repair shop to access it (laughs) for at least some purposes. We simply need more information. So obviously right here, they're confirming the... uh, the computer repairman story out in Delaware. 29. <clears throat> Sorry, people. A fundamental problem with tech companies and content moderation. Many people in charge of speech know slash care little about speech, have to be told the basics by outsiders, to wit. In one humorous exchange of day one, Democratic Congressman Ro Conner reaches out to Gade by, by, to to gently suggest she hop on the phone to talk about the, quote, backlash, re-speech, unquote. Kana the only Democratic official I could find in the files who expressed concern. Oh, R-E, that's what that means. That means regarding speech, I get it. Got it, replies quickly, immediately diving into the weeds of Twitter policy. Unaware Kana is more worried about the Bill of Rights. Hi, Congressman Kana. Thank you for reaching out. We appreciate the heads up. We put out a clarifying thread of tweets earlier this evening to explain our policy around the posting of private information and linking directly to hacked materials. The press secretary's account was not permanently suspended. We requested that she delete the tweet containing material that is in violation of our rules, and her account is restricted until she complies. I'd be happy to jump on the phone if helpful. My team in DC, Jessica and Lauren, are copied here and also available to discuss. Thanks, Vijaya. <clears throat> Kana tries to reroute the conversation to the First Amendment, mention of which is generally hard to find in the files. <clears> Roll <throat> Kana to Vijay. Hope you're well, Vijaya. This seems a violation of the First Amendment principles. If there is a hack of classified information or other information that could expose a serious war crime and the New York Times was to publish it, I think the New York Times should have that right. Journalists should not be held accountable for the illegal actions of the source unless they actively aided the hack. So to restrict the distribution of that material, especially regarding a presidential candidate, seems not in the keeping on the principles of New York Times versus Sullivan. I say this as a total Biden partisan and convinced he didn't do any wrong. The story now has become more about censorship than relatively innocuous emails. It's become a bigger deal than it would have been. (laughs) It's also now leading to serious efforts to curtail Section 230, many of which would have been a mistake. I believe Twitter itself should curtail what it recommends or puts in trending news and your policy against QAnon groups is all good. It's a hard balance. <clears throat> With the heat of our presidential campaign, restricting dissemination of news articles, even if New York Times or even if New York Post is far right, this is gonna like invite more backlash than it will do good. Please keep this communication between just us and Jack and no need to CC the team or forward to them. Just wanted to offer my two cents. Within a day, head of public policy Lauren Colbertson receives a gaisley letter and report from Carl Sabo from the research firm NetChoice, which I already pulled 12 members of Congress, nine Republicans and three Democrats from the House Judiciary Committee to Representative Judy Cho's office. Let's see what this says. Hmm, interesting. NetChoice lets Twitter know a bloodbath awaits at upcoming Hill hearings, with members saying it's a tipping point. Complaining tech has grown so big that they can't even regulate themselves, so government may need to intervene. Sabo reports to Twitter that some Hill figures are characterizing the laptop story as Tech's Access Hollywood moment. When asked just how bad the situation is, one staffer said, It's Tech's Access Hollywood moment and has no Hillary to hide behind. Others are more blunt. Tech is screwed, and rightfully so. Sabo reports to, okay, let me see. I think, I don't know, man. I think that might be the end of the thread. Let me go ahead and see if I can't find anything else on um, Twitter. Let me know if you guys have any comments right now. We'll have some quick little reaction. I got about 10 more minutes. Let's see. Oh, it's still going on, man. 36. The Twitter files continue. The First Amendment isn't absolute. Sabo's letter contains chilling passages relaying Democratic lawmakers' attitudes. They want more moderation. As for the Bill of Rights, it's not absolute. The Democrats, meanwhile, complain that the companies are inept. They let conservatives muddy the water and make the Biden campaign look corrupt, even though Biden is innocent. They link this to Hillary Clinton's email scandal. She did nothing wrong, but because the press wouldn't let the story go, it became a scandal far out of proportion. In their minds, social media is doing the same thing. It doesn't moderate enough harmful content. So when it does, like it did yesterday, it becomes a story. If the company if the companies moderated more, consumers wouldn't even think to use social media for disinformation, misinformation, or otherwise. It goes up to 69 tweets. Holy shit. The Democrats were in agreement. Social media needs that's probably a joke. To moderate more because they're corrupting democracy and making all truth relative. When pushed on how the government might insist on that, consistent with the first amendment they demurred. The First Amendment isn't absolute. Let's see. An amazing subplot of the Hunter Biden Twitter laptop affair is how much was done without the knowledge of CEO Jack Dorsey, how long it took for the situation to get unfucked, as one ex employee put it, even after Dorsey jumped in. While, revo- while reviewing Gotti's emails, I saw a familiar name, my own. Dorsey sent to her a copy of my Substack article blasting the incident. <laughs> And the the articles titled with the Hunter Biden expose suppression is a bigger scandal than the actual story. Let's see. I got to see scroll through here and see if there's anything else for right now. We might have to let this go and do a part two. We'll have to talk about it later. Everybody watching on Twitter. I really appreciate it. Obviously Matt Taibbi blew the say wide open. He's confirming everything. Elon Musk gifted this story to Matt Taibbi. And we have some big questions to ask yourself about everything that's been happening the last two years. Please give me that like, comment, share, subscribe. Adios, everybody. Have a great weekend.